Today, I'm going to be sharing some advanced ChatGPT prompts that pro marketers like the team here at Exposure Ninja are using to help you with your marketing activities to earn or convert traffic. We'll also be talking about some of the prompts which might sound great from the outside and might produce convincing looking answers, but actually can produce results that kill your business. And I'm barely exaggerating there, barely exaggerating. We're also going to be talking about how to get the best results from ChatGPT. Of course, you need to use your marketing expertise and great prompts and these incredible tools that are available. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm CEO of Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency that helps our clients generate more leads and sales through their websites. And in this episode, we are talking about how to use ChatGPT to go beyond the basics of, hey, ChatGPT, come up with a cool tagline for my business. Actually, how can we use ChatGPT on a daily basis to help us with our marketing tasks? And what are some great prompting techniques that you can use to get better than generic output? Now, Moz and Spark Toro founder Rand Fishkin recently said, what we can say for certain is this, if your content isn't better than what AI can produce, it's not worth making. Ouch. But Rand has a point. A lot of what you get out of ChatGPT feels like AI content. Across the company, we've used AI for a whole bunch of different stuff, including creating content. And everyone in the company can feel when it's AI content. And a bunch of us can even identify which platform or which version of GPT we've used to create the content. It just has that sort of feel to it. Adding to this, a lot of the content that ChatGPT produces can contain a lot of generic information as well. And then the tone of voice doesn't really match your business. So what we're gonna talk about today is how to produce stuff which is a useful starting point that you can then edit and work with. And the power of these tools, having given all of that caveat, the power of these tools is incredible. ChatGPT in particular has immense reasoning abilities, which mean that it can combine different topics and come up with new angles, come up with new insight that you can work from that can help you produce much more interesting and even creative content than you might be able to otherwise, but it has to be used in the right way. So you need a combination of great prompts and human intervention and a certain level of finessing and editing and fact checking to really make your content stand out. The overall rule with ChatGPT and any of these generative AI tools is that the output is only as good as the input. So the basic prompt in is going to get you a very basic generic output. A more advanced prompt with much more context is going to get you a much better result and your expertise or the people the marketing team that you're working with expertise is going to help you identify whether that result is a smash or pass there are loads of template prompts out there that marketers can use and that people share you know people like to think of these prompts as a bit of a cheat sheet to unlocking great results kind of we're going to be sharing some of our favorite prompts uh, later on and there is also a bit of a formula that you can use to create your own prompts too. As always if you want to watch the video version of this podcast then you can head over to the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel where we show you some of the prompts and we show you the output from ChatGPT as well. Okay so let's start by talking about the basics of marketing prompting then. We need to start by explaining our task and being really clear about what we want that task to be but we also need to explain the goal. If you explain the goal as well as the task that you're asking 
asking ChatGPT to produce, then you're going to get much better output. So let me just give you an example. If you just type in, I want you to write an intro paragraph for a blog about mortgages, you're going to get utter garbage, generic dross. That's what's going to come out. That's is not going to be useful particularly for anything um, and it's not going to make any difference to your business if you post that on your website because it'll be so generic. Now if you combine that task with the goal, so for example I want you to write an intro paragraph for a blog post about mortgages aimed at first-time buyers which creates excitement and draws the reader in while creating a curiosity gap, you're going to get a far far better result. It's not going to be perfect, you're not going to be publishing it straight away with no editing but it's going to be a far better result that you can start working with. Of course, you can take this even further. SEO consultant, speaker and author Aleida Solis built on this task and goal formula by creating something she calls the five W's and the H, which is a good framework to work from. So this uses a uh, sort of, well, there's five W's and an H. For each prompt, you want to be clear about what the task is, where the content is going to be used, how it should be formatted. So this is like the language it should use, the tone, structure, length, constraints, and so on. Who the target audience is, why you want to use it, i.e. the expected goal, and when it's going to be used. Now, you might not always use the when piece unless you're creating, you know, let's say ads that are only going to run during a certain holiday. Most of the content that you might be producing is evergreen unless you're working with a launch or something like that. But using these five W's in the H, we can take the blog introduction that we created previously and we can take it up a notch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the prompt and then I'm going to read you some of the copy from the blog introduction that ChatGPT has produced and it's significantly better than what you get with a very basic prompt. So what's the expected task? Well, we're going to say I want you to write an intro paragraph for a blog post about mortgages. Where is it going to be used? This is going to be featured in a blog as part of an educational series of guides. How? So this is the format, language and tone. Are we going to use it? Well, we want it to create excitement and draw the reader in. Who is the target audience? It's aimed at first time buyers. And why you want to use it? What's the expected goal? We want to reach first time buyers and encourage them to download our ebook, which we'll be linking to later on in the blog. Now, the output that this produces isn't perfect at all, but it's reasonable. So let me read you some of it. Now, you'll notice that ChatGPT tends to over-index on, you know, create excitement. It will go way overboard with that, so that'll need to be dialed down in editing, but um, here's the blog. Welcome, aspiring homeowners. <laughs> Welcome, fellow humans. This blog post is about to change the way you think about mortgages and, more importantly, your exciting journey towards owning your first home. Buying your first property is an extraordinary milestone, but let's be honest, the word mortgage might stir a touch of anxiety and and confusion. However, what if we told you understanding mortgages isn't just about signing on the dotted line, but it's also about discovering opportunities that could propel you into home ownership sooner than you thought. Ready for a whirlwind of clarity, insider tips, and unexpected possibilities that could turn your dream into your address? Hold tight and read on. The secrets to mastering mortgages for the first time buyer await in the paragraphs below. So like I say, is well over-indexed on the excitement and the curiosity gap. So we would then run through this as a, an expert human writing the blog, and we would take out the good parts of this. We would maybe tone down some of the... Uh the, the ludicrous parts of this. And we might include any specific information that, we get, that we're actually going to be covering later on. Remember, ChatGPT is writing this intro for a blog, not knowing what the outcome from this blog is going to be, or any of the unique and original insights that we'll be adding. So of course, those need to go in. But as a starting point to work from, we have something that has maybe saved 
10 minutes of time, maybe five or 10 minutes of time. And it's a great place to begin working from, particularly if you're one of those writers that gets intimidated by the blank page, and you don't know what you want until you see what you don't want. If that makes sense, this type of thing is really, really useful. So we've written a, a strong prompt with the five W's and the H, and we've got something decent, something reasonable, a starting point to work from. So let's look at how we take this to another level and let's go through some more advanced ChatGPT prompts. Um, before we start though, remember that ChatGPT is way more useful in a conversation with lots of history and context. So sometimes you need to take a few prompts to run through the context and set the scene before you ask the question or give it the task. So we find that it's worth keeping a document handy with all the information that you want to share with the AI about your business. That way, you can easily copy and paste it into a new chat each time to help it get calibrated to your business. Remember, although it will remember what's been said in individual chats, it's not going to take that knowledge and apply it to other chats that you've had. So every time you open a new chat in ChatGPT, you'll need to reset the scene, you'll need to reintroduce your business, reset the tone of voice and all that type of stuff. And on the topic of tone of voice, you can can use ChatGPT to use to, to sort of understand and identify and use your tone of voice. You can either do this as you know, our tone of voice is exciting, fun, friendly, knowing that it's probably going to overreact on all of those. Or the other way of doing it is to say, analyze the following text for style and tone of voice, apply that exact style and tone of voice to all future responses. And then you paste in a piece of text that you feel embodies your tone of voice. And that tends to get you a little bit closer to the sort of tone of voice that you'll eventually be using. But this idea of giving ChatGPT context and um, giving it more information as background is something that we're going to be covering in a future video and also a powered by AI video as well. And we've been doing a lot of work with collaborating very closely with ChatGPT to identify knowledge that it has about other relevant areas and using it to combine knowledge from these different areas into something new and original. And we're seeing this produce some fantastic blog posts with very original and creative insight that are potentially far beyond what a human could do. So we'll be sharing more information about this later on. But for now, we're going to be talking about some prompting techniques. So let's start with some prompts that will help you earn more traffic and get some content on your website, which is going to help you ranking. Of course, you can also use this for things like backlinking. And uh, actually, let's start there. So we're going to have a look at how you can be using this, to how you can be using ChatGPT to help you identify angles that you can use in digital PR and your outreach. Because we all want to make getting backlinks easier. We can't just get ChatGPT to go and get us a bunch of backlinks and spam journalists and ask them for links and stuff like that. But what we can do is use ChatGPT to help us in different aspects of the digital PR journey. And of course, digital PR, fantastic way of getting links. And we also think digital PR is going to be very important in a in the future of search where generative AI is inbuilt into the search results pages, digital PR and getting your business featured in the sort of sites that are being referenced in these generative AI answers will be absolutely key. So here's a prompt that you can use to suggest publications in your industry that could be worth getting featured in based on your business product or target audience. So we say my business sells whatever your product is, and we'd like to promote if there's a specific product that you want to use to your target audience and you give information about your target audience. The goal is to reach our audience with guest posts or expert comments and gain backlinks. What are some good online publications to get featured in to reach this audience? Now, when you run this, you get a mixture, as you would expect, of some good quality, highly relevant websites and some 
not so relevant websites. So we've done, just done an example here. My business sells insurance. We'd like to promote our life insurance to parents between the age of 27 and 35 in the UK. The goal is to reach our audience with guest posts or expert comments and gain backlinks. What are some good online publications to get featured in to reach this audience? And ChatGPT has given us a whole bunch. Uh, so it said Mumsnet, the first one. Um, it's one of the UK's largest websites for parents, offering advice on all aspects of parenting. They feature guest posts and comments from experts in various fields. That's okay. Um, it's not great because it's a sort of forum rather than a, you know, a, you know, super, super high authority leading publication, but that's okay. The others look like a pretty good fit for the target audience, those sites like Mother and Baby. It says this site offers a blend of expert advice and real life stories to help mothers and fathers navigate parenthood. Uh, HuffPost UK parents section as part of the larger HuffPost brand this section attracts a large number of readers and ChatGPT has given us 10 websites with a bit of description about each one and told us why it thinks they would be relevant for our digital PR efforts. Now we can use this now as a starting point for finding other publications in the industry or you know writing up a list of targets that we want to go after. Of course, you'll want to check the quality and relevance of these sites to make sure they're a good fit for your brand before doing that outreach. Otherwise, that's going to be obviously a total waste of time. You should never just take the information that ChatGPT gives you at face value. I would even, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the publications is listed here don't even exist. But nevertheless, a lot of these publications are really relevant. I know them well, and they would be a great fit for this brand. So there is some really good stuff there to start with. Of course, to get featured in any publication, if you're actually going to get a link, if you're going to get mentioned in these publications, you need a good piece of content that's interesting and relevant to both the publication and your target audience. Okay, no good me writing on, you know, mother and baby about, uh, you know, safe car seats if I'm selling life insurance. So it needs to have relevance both to the publication and to my target audience. But you can use ChatGPT to help you brainstorm ideas for digital PR campaigns based on the thing that you're offering and targeting a segment of your audience using this prompt. My business sells product and we'd like to promote specific products to target audience. The goal is to create exciting and innovative PR campaigns that will get the attention of publications and our target audience. Please suggest, you don't have to say please, but it's nice. Please suggest 10 ideas for PR campaigns that will create a curiosity gap for our audience. Okay, so what we're asking for here is we're actually asking for sort of creative concepts that we could use to reach out to these publications. And this is one thing that ChatGPT is pretty good at. I'm going to read you out a few ideas so you can see the sort of stuff that it's coming up with. Firstly, we've got the Secure Their Futures campaign. Partner with a well-known parenting influencer or celebrity parent to share stories about the importance of securing their child's future. This can involve social media takeovers, guest blog posts, or even an interactive webinar. Another one which I actually quite like is the What's Your Life Worth interactive calculator. Create an online calculator that allows users to input data about their lives, their income, family structure, debts, and shows them an estimate of how much life insurance they might need. Promote this tool to press as helpful, innovative resource. This is really interesting. And if you had an interactive calculator which collected data, you could get a whole bunch of different stories on the back end of this. 
let's say that you found that debt was really high in certain areas of the country. Well, that gives you a whole load of other stories that you could use. Or let's say that people have, you know, different family structures in different parts of the country. You know, this could be an original source of first party data that is actually really newsworthy. So I love, love, love this idea. And this is exactly the type of tool that we can see doing well as part of a digital PR campaign. Once, of course, you've tailored it to your business, had an expert marketer work on building it and actually created the campaign based on this. So of course, remember, ChatGBT is just going to make up a whole bunch of stuff. And it's up to you to filter through this and say, which ones do you think are going to work and implement it. But as a starting point, just to give some creative ideas, love some of these really, really good start. Another great use case for ChatGPT is summarizing long documents, including press releases. And you can use AI to help you get the most important information from a press release for a specific audience. For example, you might have a press release that's been written, or you might want to read through a press release or a study or an example or a white paper and identify what information is going to be most interesting and appealing to your audience so that you can chop this up and use it elsewhere. So here's a good prompt that you can use. Analyze this press release and identify five key points that will appeal to, and then you put your target audience in, to be used in or on whatever location you're using it for, like social media, a blog, an email. Then you copy and paste in the press release. So we did exactly this. We had a recent blog post where we talked about the fact that Exposure Ninja is now AI integrated. We have AI, or we offer our clients the option for us to use AI across a range of their marketing tasks, which saves them money because we're able to get much more output for the same cost uh, in the region of 30 to 50% more output for some of these costs. Um, so we wrote a blog post about the fact that we were doing this and about the fact that we were passing on all the benefit of AI to our clients. So they got all of that productivity and efficiency benefit from, uh, you know, the, the improvements in technology. So we put this blog post in and then we gave it the prompt. Um, we are, what did we say? We said... Uh, at Ian, oh, please analyze this press release and identify five key points that will appeal to marketing managers to be used in social media promotion. We then pasted in the press release and it did a really good job. So it picked out five points, AI integration for increased efficiency, exposure injuries becoming an AI integrated digital agency using generative AI to help clients grow faster. This is a clear indication of the agency's commitment to staying on the cutting edge of marketing technology. Second point, 100% client benefit. All benefits gained from the integration of AI, such as cost savings, speed improvement, and quality output are passed on to the clients. This could translate into higher ROI for marketing campaigns. Third point, complementing AI with human expertise. While acknowledging the power of AI tools like ChatGPT, the agency also emphasizes the role of human expertise in strategic tasks, editing, facts checking, and refinement of AI-generated content. This balance ensures a high-quality outcome that aligns with brand style guidelines and factual accuracy, and so on. So it did a really good job of this task. So in this case, we said our target audience is marketing managers. So it's given a fairly detailed summary of these points. If we had said our target audience is lay people who don't understand anything about AI, we would get a significantly different output. And that's exactly what happened. We did this and ChatGPT was able to tailor its 
uh, sort of outcomes to a less sophisticated audience that were brand new to AI. For example, explaining what AI is and saying this new transformation leverages AI, a powerful technology to provide innovative digital marketing solutions. So it's being less technical and it's explaining more about the big picture and what this means. That's great, really, really useful. Of course, keep in mind that ChatGPT is far from perfect and sometimes in tasks like this, it may miss important points or it may even fabricate points that weren't there. So you need to check it, don't rely on it 100%, but this will help you distill information down for a specific audience a bit faster. And by the way, if you're listening to this thinking, hey, it'd be awesome to work with an AI integrated digital agency like Exposure, Ninja. Well, we help clients get the best from AI, but also using our expertise, our working with businesses of in almost every imaginable market and some fairly unimaginable ones and helping clients around the world as well. So the first step if you're interested in exploring working with us is to request a free website and digital marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. Just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Tell us a bit about your business and we'll have a look to see if you might be a good fit to work with us. If we think that you might be a good fit, then we'll offer you a consultancy call to discuss your goals in a bit more detail and we can put together a plan together. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to start that process process. Okay, now let's talk about creating content for product and category pages. This is particularly relevant for our e-commerce friends. Now it's really easy to produce basic product and category page descriptions using AI, but we ain't about basic here at Explosion Engine. To be honest, basic hasn't cut it for product or category descriptions for many, many, many years. E-commerce users expect more. So if you want to generate more useful search optimized product and category descriptions, then you can use the following prompt as a starting point. And of course, you're first going to want to program it with information about your business, you're going to want to give it information about your target audience, who you're selling to and all of that. Once you've done that, and you've established that context, write a product description for this type of product for this target audience and try using the tone of voice that you've identified earlier to attract these customers. Now, of course, it's going to give you something that again feels slightly generic, but it's going to be a start. You can tinker with it before you're ready to use it. For example, in the, uh, the there's an example in the video where we've asked it to produce a um, product description for a sustainable fashion brand. And we've given it a particular uh, product category in the swimwear and we've given it some USPs as well. It's created a product description, but what it's done is it's emphasized um, inclusivity as the first USP. Well, for our brand, for example, we might decide that actually we want to start with the eco-friendly um, piece. That's the the sort of leading uh, the leading feature of our company. And inclusivity, of course, really important, but maybe we want to include that afterwards. So you're going to have to adapt whatever you get from this prompt to, to, to work for your tone of voice, but great start. As another illustration of some of the limitations of ChatGPT, also created a fictional name for our line of swimwear as well, which may or may not be useful. If you've already got a name, then you're going to have to go through and edit all of those examples as well. Now, it's unlikely that you get anything out of this, which exactly sounds like your brand's tone of voice. And even if you've given it brand tone of voice guidelines before, or you've had it analyze some existing copy for tone of voice, it's not going to feel 100% right. So my advice to you is don't compromise on this aspect just for the sake of speed. Don't just say, okay, well, that's pretty good. 
you want to make that thing sound like your brand because in the world that we're going towards, people having human connections with brands and people feeling like the information, the content they're getting from brands is really consistent and has a coherent tone is going to be so important. I think we risk getting to a stage where we're all a little bit numb to generic AI sounding copy. So I would really caution you against publishing that type of stuff on your website. Spend the time. Yes, it's hassle getting this stuff so it feels like your business, but that'll so be worth it in the long term. Okay, another way that you can use ChatGPT is to create FAQ sections that ask to answer the questions your customers are asking in search. So this prompt is going to help you build an FAQ section that has the SERPs and rich result guidelines in mind. Create a list of 10 frequently asked questions about whatever keyword you're targeting and provide answers for each one of them considering the SERP and rich guidelines. Okay, let me just give you a bit of uh, a bit of context. I'm going to say the prompt uh, and then some of the answers that they've that the chat GPT has given. So please create a list of 10 frequently asked questions about hiring a lawyer in the UK and provide an answer for each one of them considering the SERP and rich result guidelines. Now this is a fairly generic example. We would program it with a whole bunch of context about the business, the areas of law that this company worked in. But the examples that ChatGPT has given back are things like what's the typical fee structure for lawyers in the UK? Lawyers in the UK typically charge fees in several ways, hourly rate, fixed fee, conditional fee arrangements, i.e. no win, no fee, or through legal aid for those who can't afford to pay. The fee structure may vary depending on the complexity of the case and the lawyer's experience. Now, if we were going to be using this on our website, we would want to answer with our fee structure and why we think it is preferable to any other fee structures. But this is given very quickly 10 really good, well-chosen FAQ use uh, that people would ask and then it's given some template answers which we want to edit. So great start. Again, this is going to save you a bunch of time and this is why when we're doing this with clients, we're able to get them more output. Now we're not able to, you know, you wouldn't just throw this question in and then publish the results. That would be total rubbish. So that's why we're able, to, in our case, to get between 30 and 50% more output for the same budget. Whilst the content creation itself is much shorter, there is much more time spent refining what comes out, the editing time approximately doubles, and there's an additional fact checking stage in there as well, which has to happen. So overall, the total output is between 30 and 50% increase. Um, and I would expect that that would translate fairly well to you if you're experimenting with this as well. Okay, let's try a multi part AI prompt next. The goal of this prompt is to suggest content that will fill a content gap in your industry. So a content gap is basically how do you talk about stuff that isn't already being talked about. So the first part of the prompt is, um, I market a business that provides whatever product or service for people who want whatever result. I want to focus on our blog content with a mix of informational blog posts, commercial blog posts, and transactional blog posts. You could sub this out for social media content, videos, whatever. I'm going to give you a list of the current titles on our website. Can you arrange them in tabular form by intent? Oh, fancy. So the actual prompt we've used here um, is we've used Exposure Ninja. So we've said, oh, we do digital marketing for an agency that provides high performance digital marketing for people who want to improve their digital marketing and get high ROI. We want to focus on blog content with a mix of informational blog posts, commercial and transactional blog posts. I'm going to give you a list of the current blog titles on our website. Can you arrange them in tabular form by intent? And then we've pasted in a whole bunch of blog titles from the Exposure Ninja website. And what it's done is it's created a table 
with informational intent in one column, commercial and transactional in the other columns. And then it's put these blog posts, it's arranged them by whatever intent they are. And it's done a reasonable job. I would say that it's miscategorized one of the commercial intent posts, but on the whole, it's not done too bad a job. So it's a great start. So you'll need to edit this yourself, of course, and you'll need to use your own initiative. But we've got this table. Now we've got this table, what do we do with it? Well, the next part of the prompt gets the AI to generate content ideas to fill any gaps in our existing content. It's really useful to see your existing content in a table like this because you can work out where the gaps might be. Let's say that you've got loads and loads of informational stuff on your website, but actually you don't have much that's targeting commercial intent phrases. Well, that'll be incredibly obvious by looking at it in a table. So the second part of the prompt is looking at the blog titles I've provided, can you identify any content gaps? If so, so suggest some blog titles, present them in tabular form and break them down into their intent informational, commercial, and transactional. So remember, we've already given it our target audience. We've already given it the blogs or the social media posts or the YouTube videos, whatever you're using um, in this case. You've already given it all of that stuff and it's already analyzed your existing stuff. So now the second part is it's gonna have a look at that existing stuff and work out where the holes are. You should use your judgment, of course, whether or not the titles it suggests are a good fit, uh, but actually the stuff that it came up with is pretty good pretty good. Uh, we've got some suggested stuff like Google versus Bing, which is best for traffic in 2023. Why 65% of businesses aren't getting an ROI from digital marketing. Here's how to improve your marketing. Of course, we'd need to fact check that number and we'd need to write that post. But yep, yeah, great. Uh, what else have we got here? We've got the importance of SEO in today's digital landscape, a beginner's guide to social media marketing. Those are both in the informational category. Choosing the best social media platforms for your business, that's in the commercial category. Not quite sure that's right. SEO versus PPC, which should your business invest in? So whilst these topics are fairly sort of maybe a bit entry level, hey, is understood the goal uh, and we could then refine it by saying make these topics a little bit more advanced or um, our target audience is already familiar with the basics of digital marketing so suggest some more advanced topics which we might want to also include. So not only can we use ChatGPT to identify content gaps like this, we can also use it to help us create a curiosity gap in our audience's minds. Curiosity gap, a way of thinking of it is a bit like, oh, it's a bit like clickbait but in a friendly, happy way, right? So in a way that we actually deliver. So an example of the prompts to use here to create a curiosity gap will be something like write 10 email subject lines or blog titles or headlines or social media threads or ad headlines with a curiosity gap that discusses and then your topic. So the prompt that we used here is, please can you write 10 blog titles with a curiosity gap that discuss home improvement? Now that's not much context, of course. It, we haven't told it the goal of this post. All we wanna focus on here is the curiosity gap element and how it's executed on that. And it's done a reasonable job. So some of them are like, unlock the secret to a hassle-free kitchen remodel, find out here. Uh, five budget-friendly home improvement hacks, you won't believe number three. That's an example of a curiosity gap. That's a pretty decent, if slightly generic curiosity gap. Uh, revealed the ultimate guide to turning your basement into a luxury space. Now, you could totally see how you could play along with that. Revealed the ultimate guide to turning your basement into a luxury space might not get the curiosity clicks, but if you said, for example, um, five incredible examples of basements turned into luxury space and how to do this yourself. Well, that does have a curiosity gap element to it because you'd be like, oh, wow, I really want to see these. 
unbelievable luxury space basements. So they're not awful titles. They're not amazing titles, but they do a good job of suggesting curiosity gaps, which you could then explore and you could play with. If you compare this to the output that you get from just very basic prompts about, you know, can you give me some blog titles that talk about home improvement, the stuff that you get here is, is pretty really basic. So 10 budget friendly home improvement ideas to transform your space, like no one's clicking on that because it is so boring. It lacks that curiosity gap that makes it so click worthy. Okay, let's do another two part prompt. This one is all about creating an ADA. So attention, interest, desire, action funnel for your product or service. Um, so this is a way of identifying the questions and the thought process that someone might go through before they purchase your product. It can be a useful way to arrange your content. It can be a useful way to think through the sort of inner argument that your customer is going to have as they come to the decision to buy from you. So the part one of this prompt is write an ADA for the following products that highlights its USPs and then you give the product and then you give the USPs. So let me give you a working example here in ChatGPT. Please can you write an ADA for the following products that highlights its USPs. The product is a microphone, the USPs is that it cancels background noise, it's lightweight and small, it has a variety of colours to fit with any desk setup. So the it split it out, the subject says transform your audio experience with our ultralight noise cancelling microphone and then it's given, it split this into sections, so attention, interest, desire, action. The attention section says, ever been in the middle of an important meeting or recording session only to be frustrated by background noise ruining your audio clarity? Your time is precious. Your voice deserves to be heard without any disturbances. The interest section carries on, the desire action carries on and so on and so on. Now it's pretty basic, but then to be fair, it doesn't know a huge amount about this microphone. So the more context that you give it and more the information you give it about the specific target audience, the more relevant this is going to be. But let's take this to another level by using this second part of the prompt to get some ideas for the content that we should create for these different stages of the funnel. Now you're going to want ideas that are tailored to your specific products. So like we said at the start, the more context, the more relevant it's going to get. You also need to make sure that you are asking for content ideas. Otherwise, it's just going to give you um, ideas for each type of content, if that makes sense. So you could make social posts, you could make videos about this, you know, let me just read the prompts. Which type of marketing content should I create for each ADA stage for the specific product? And then it's what it said is um, attention for this stage, the aim is to generate awareness and interest about your product. So you could create social media ads, things like brief eye catching ads on platforms like Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, the ad could show the microphone in action, demonstrating how it cancels out background noise, uh, use the compelling visuals and taglines and so on and so on and so on. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with this. I think some of these suggestions are, are reasonable, right? For the action stage, it's suggesting using a limited time offer or discount. This creates a sense of urgency and prompts people to buy the product sooner rather than later. And it's suggesting a clear and compelling call to action, uh, suggesting some of those as well. These are okay, but these are absolute basics. And this is one of those tasks where ChatGPT can produce you sort of bang in the middle of the normal distribution curve, marketing content or marketing information. It's completely average, which means that if the stuff that you are going to produce is worse than average, this might be an improvement. Okay, so if you're really entry level, you don't know what you're doing, you know, you've never marketed anything before this can be a good starting point. If however, you're an intermediate or advanced marketer, or you're in a competitive space, this type of stuff is a reasonable springboard to work from, but it is not good enough to cut through in a competitive market. Remember, the AI doesn't 
have the same understanding of your audience and your business that you have. It can't look at your existing customers. It hasn't looked at your competitor content to make a decision about what's best for your business based on your specific strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. It's just doing what it can based on its broad knowledge, meaning that what you get back for these sorts of questions like ADAs, like marketing funnels, can be quite generic. Okay, um, having said that, we're not going to give up with AI because that's just one example of a task where it doesn't do particularly well. There are others that it does much better on. We've used ChatGPT to look at getting more traffic and producing stuff uh, that, that's going to get ranking. Now let's talk about converting this traffic. So we're going to kick off this section by using ChatGPT to create a first draft of a lead magnet. The prompt here is create a lead magnet in the form of a, say, checklist, ebook, whatever, that can be used by your target audience to help them do X, whatever their outcome is. Let me give an example. Please create a lead magnet in the form of a checklist that can be used by holiday goers with small children to help them plan a one-week trip abroad to a hot country. So this could be a great uh, piece of content to use for for example, people that are selling maybe travel insurance or people that are selling, you know, children's suitcases or anything that parents might be buying in this stage of the holiday experience. And it is an experience when you've got young kids, right? So what did ChatGPT produce? It actually produced something that was fairly reasonable. It's produced a, a, a decent guide. It's broken it down. It's given examples like destination research. You want to choose a family-friendly hot country destination. You want to research the weather conditions and average temperature during your travel days. You want to look for family-oriented accommodation and attractions. Okay, fine. That's all fairly generic, but it's all accurate. Travel documentation. You want to make sure all your family members have valid passports with at least six months validity. One of my friends is going on holiday next week and he did not read this chat GPT guide. Check visa requirements for destination and country and apply if necessary and so on and so on and so on. So the AI really took into account the different elements of the prompt. It made recommendations for small children, for example, by, uh, you know, giving specific guidelines for them. And it referenced the hot country throughout. All of this was tailored to those two parts of the prompts. Now, using AI to generate lead magnets like this is not only a time saver, but often we find it actually helps you cover points that might be relevant to your target audience that you might not have thought about before, actually gives you a great foundation to build an awesome lead magnet. Because whilst a lot of the stuff that it produces might be completely generic, every so often you'll get something which is really new and actually quite original and a genuinely good idea. Um, and that can really help to make things even better. We've had some fantastic feedback from the clients that we've been testing this sort of approach with, uh, where they've said, actually, you know what, that is a really, really good point. Or they've picked out one particular piece and said, that's, a, that's an excellent point that I might not have thought about. Um, so yeah, whilst there is some work to, to do to polish this up, you can get some really um, sort of uh, good insight there. These sorts of things can also act as inspiration for other content though. So ChatGPT has given us this checklist and it's given us these, you know, these, these numbered points and then bullet points under each of them. We could then, you know, looking through some of these, you realize actually, you know, there's a section on health and vaccinations, schedule a visit to your family doctor or travel clinic for necessary vaccinations, travel medication. That could actually be a really good, uh, you know, supplementary piece of content about if you're going to be traveling to this particular country, what are the vaccinations and medications that you you might want to get prepared. So it can give you ideas for other content that you might want to produce and yeah, flesh out even further. Now, CTAs are a crucial part of the conversion stage for any marketing strategy. As you know, we ninjas are obsessed with CTAs because of the impact that they can have 
on sales. I was talking to someone at a seminar I spoke at this week and they said they changed uh, a few words of text on a button on their CTA. Their conversion rate went from 5% to 11%. And I said to him, wow, imagine how much you would have had to spend on traffic to get that sort of uplift in conversions, right? To get more than doubling in conversions, imagine how much you would have had to spend on traffic. All they did is change a few words in the wording on their CTA button and they got that improvement. Amazing. Now, AI can help us create advanced calls to action that will make our audience want to click. For example, a prompt that you might want to use is give me 10 CTA ideas for my new product and then give the product aimed at my target audience to be used in either ads, homepage, product page, whatever. Make sure they're eye-catching, short and friendly, must emphasize value over action. Okay, uh, let me talk you through the exact prompts we gave. So give me 10 CTAs for my new product and all natural energy drink to be used in Google ads. The drink is aimed at professionals who struggle to keep their energy level high in the afternoon at work. Make sure they are eye-catching, short and friendly, must emphasize value over action. So some of the CTAs that ChatGPT gives are unleash your productivity with our refreshing energy boost. Fuel your workday with our natural energy elixir. Stay focused, stay energized. Experience the natural power surge. Try our energizing elixir today. So you get the gist. None of these are like, wow, we're going to use this and we're going to just blow up our conversions. But as someone who is thinking about writing a CTA, to have 10 ideas like this, I can quite quickly piece together a fairly world-class CTA using these and the ideas that they spawn in my mind. There is some great stuff in here. For example, unlocking your true potential. There is an angle that you could play with there because these people are basically, they're being held back by their lack of energy. So that's an avenue that you could explore better to come up with something really original and super cool. It's a great start. All right, we're going to look at our final use of AI and this is both a great example but also a deadly deadly warning about the limitations of AI. We've seen lots of people online talk about how you can use AI to flesh out buyer personas. For example, let's say that you have the basics of a buyer persona written up uh, or you just have a target demographic and you can say to ChatGPT, here's my buyer persona, please can you create an advanced version of this based on what you know about our industry. So let's say that I'm selling shoes, right? And I've noticed that most of my target customers are males age 30 to 50. Well, what I might do is say to ChatGPT, this is my buyer persona, please create an advanced version of this based on what you know about the shoe industry. And it would then put together a convincing looking advanced buyer persona. In fact, let me give the example that we use in the video version of this over on our YouTube channel. It says, hey, ChatGPT, this is our buyer persona. She is a 27 year old from the UK. She enjoys sports, the outdoors, and wants to travel abroad at least once per year. Please, can you create an advanced version of this based on what you know about the footwear industry? Then ChatGPT obliges. Certainly, here is an advanced version of your buyer persona for the footwear industry based on the provided information. Name, Emma Thompson, age, 
27. Location, United Kingdom. Background. Emma Thompson's an active and adventurous 27-year-old woman from the UK. She leads an active lifestyle and enjoys engaging in various sports and outdoor activities. Emma values comfort, functionality and style in her footwear choices, making them an essential part of her active lifestyle. She's always on the lookout for high-quality footwear that can withstand her activities while keeping her feet comfortable and protected. It then goes on to give detail about interests and hobbies, um, talking about the different sports that this Emma likes. It then gives detail about the footwear preferences, so sports shoes, outdoor lifestyle shoes, travel shoes, and all of the different uh, characteristics of these types of shoes. It then gives information about Emma's shopper behavior and says that she's a conscious shopper who prioritizes quality and durability when it comes to footwear. She extensively researches brands and products relying on customer reviews and expert opinions before making a purchase. So at first glance, this sounds freaking amazing, right? This is what you might have paid a market research firm thousands of pounds to do, or you might have had to sit on hours and hours of market research, customer research calls to come up with. And ChatGPT has just produced it in a few seconds. Amazing, right? No, this is actually freaking deadly. Think about this. What's ChatGPT basing all of this information on? You've given it some factual information, our buyer is, our target audience is, whatever, 27-year-olds uh, from the UK, enjoys sports, outdoors, and wants to travel abroad at least once a year. Everything else is fabricated. Everything else is basically made up. And it sounds convincing because there's a lot of detail there. But just because there's detail doesn't mean that it's any more accurate. This reminds me of the SEO tool dilemma, right? When you um, throw in someone's website to an SEO tool, if it estimates their traffic and says, oh, this website is getting 165,394 searches per month, you are, the part of your brain goes, all oh, right, okay, that sounds pretty exact. Whereas if you throw that same website into a tool and the tool says, this website is getting between 100,000 and 200,000 visits per month, you're like, well, that's not very accurate. Actually, which one is more likely to be true? The second one, right? The second one that has that massive broad band of options because actually that is not exact data. That is not measured data. That is estimated data. And there's this thing that I call the illusion of exact numbers in marketing where people think that because they see an exact number, that means that it must be measured. It must be accurate. It's exactly the same problem as ChatGPT here. Because it's happy to give you loads of detail, it feels more convincing, even though the detail is basically just bullshit. Just because it's giving you more detailed bullshit doesn't mean that it's not bullshit anymore. So the reason that this is deadly is that ChatGPT produce something that feels very well researched but this information could easily be well off the mark our customer emma she might not always be on the lookout for new products we might find that when we talk to our customers actually they buy one pair of shoes uh they really like it so they buy another five pairs and then they don't buy again for six years you might not have known that if you just work on the chat GPT thing. Now, if you do know that, you know that the, you know, you want to make some marketing decisions based on that type of behavior. But what you don't want to do is make all your marketing and business decisions based on very detailed bullshit, <laughs> right? So the best buyer personas are based on existing customers and market research, and they use that information to build a persona that is exact, relates to your business and your target audience. Without speaking to your customers, chat GPT actually can't build a proper buyer persona. So this is very illustrative of the limitations of ChatGPT and some of the dangers of ChatGPT. It can be very tempting 
to trust it more than we trust our own judgment because the info that it gives us feels so convincing. That's what it's programmed to do. It's programmed to give us very convincing answers to questions that it actually doesn't know anything about. It's just stringing together sentences based on its knowledge between different entities in its, uh, you know, in its sort of knowledge graph. And we as marketers need to always default to our judgment, our understanding of our product, service and our customers to make sure that what we're publishing and the information we're basing our decisions on is accurate and it's legitimate about our business, it's tailored to our business and it's not just purely generic. So there you have it, how high revenue marketers are using ChatGPT in their marketing and a bonus warning about the limitations of this software. Go and play with it, it's a fantastic tool, but remember, don't trust it with your life because it's just going to feed you a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Use it for what it's great at, coming up with ideas, giving you inspiration, creating first drafts, but everything that it produces should pass through an experienced marketer and someone who knows the business before it's published or before any decisions are made based on it. Thanks for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Request your free website and marketing review from the team at exposureninja.com forward slash review, and I will see you next week.